Blog Talk Radio. One Love, One Connection, One Us. Uh, and, before, and tonight we are going to talk about speaking from the heart of kindness. So before we get started, we're going to get prayed in and we will be right back. Oh. Tintin' 
family. How are ya? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and so tonight we are talking about speaking from the heart of kindness. So I will start with what inspired this idea for the show. And one of the things that I have observed just, you know, in passing by uh, you know, in, in passing with dealing with people is that oftentimes when people are communicating with each other, uh, the, you know, they aren't, they, they go through what I would consider their roles and they do the niceties of hello, how are you doing and things of that nature. And, and quite honestly, I, you know, it, it's an expected thing and it's it's considered socially acceptable but when it is not often and I think I can really think of a number of times when you see something that you think is inspiring or beautiful and right then and there on the spot you actually speak to the kind thought that you may actually have in your mind in regards to that person. And because people do not uh, do not do this on a regular basis or not at all, um, a lot of times I think that people feel that the world is far more bleaker than it is, or at least that is what the media would have you believe about the world. Now, mind you, we're all operating in our different walks of life, but if we are to be about the purpose of spreading love and making it here on earth as it is in heaven, then speaking words of kindness or speaking from the heart or operating even from the heart of of kindness uh, 
that it would absolutely change the paradigm of this world. So I'd say approximately five to six weeks ago, there was a person who put on a meditation and they did a meditation that that was inspired by Thich Nhat Hanh, who is uh, an author and also, I believe, he is also considered like a Buddhist mystic. And one of the exercises that he has is to have people sit in a circle with each other after doing uh, mindfulness, but complimenting the people within the circle. And like initially when the person shared this practice with me, uh, you know, or not even shared the practice with me so much, but shared what was going to be done in terms of this particular meditation, I said, you know, um, I told them that I think that, you know, I could just tell from the energy of of what was going to be required of the people who um, were in the meditation that the, that there would be a deep appreciation for that because it's something that's rare, that's something that something that does not happen, and actually having that practice be put forward when it was actually implemented it it had the type of response that i had expected it to have like there was an overflow of love and appreciation for each of the uh, people that we had in the room and i think i i i recall like sharing with um one of the people who at the time had been a person who would come to this space regularly you know uh, one of the things that I could say about her is that her energy and her presence there was always a sweetness and then in addition to that her nickname um, (laughs) her nickname is Sweetie (laughs) and I thought that you know I felt that her name was appropriate for her because there was a, there was just a loving energe- energetic presence about her now mind you this was not not something that i readily uh, readily shared with her but you know whenever i would see her i would be always like happy to see her because there was a uh, buoyancy about her presence and the putting into practice the actual you know, actually speaking that thought aloud, um, you know, uh, contributed to, I would say, the vibration and the presence of love, and that that is that is a memory. Who knows that maybe in a moment of darkness that will surface to her that that. Someone, somewhere in the world, had these loving, kind thoughts about uh, thoughts about her and about her energy and about her presence. But you know, I have talked quite a bit, like I normally do. But you, do you have anything that you want to share, honey? 
I am in the process of listening to you and absorbing all you're saying. Okay. <laughs> well, let me well let me just ask uh, ask you this question. Do you um, have you at any point done something like this, speaking speaking from the kindness of the heart? Well, I do. As a matter of fact, I've been listening to a audio book for the past about three months now called The Greatest Salesman in the World. And it's interesting that you brought this particular topic, speaking from the heart of kindness, because in that book by Ogmandino, he has composed 10 different scrolls that are principles to live by, whether you're a salesman or not. But the interesting thing about this book, titled The Greatest Salesman in the World, it comes to have you recognize that in this life, what truly is in the marketplace is you, the individual, that personality, that characteristic, and those traits that represent who you are is actually on the marketplace itself. And you are selling yourself every day in order to become successful, in order to be more. You have to represent in a manner that will allow your goods to be desirable so that others will desire to attain them, acquire them, or be a part of your experience in this life's living and want you to be a part of theirs. So the second scroll says something that I, I love. It says, this day I will greet with love in my heart. And I was amazed because that is really profound when you think about it. When you open your heart first thing in the morning to greet the day with love in your heart, you have opened a portal to an experience of living life in a totally new way. The first, I guess, paragraph in this particular book says, I will greet this day with love in my heart, for this is the greatest secret of success in all ventures. Muscle 
can split a shield and even destroy life. But the unseen power of love can open the hearts of men And until I mastered this art, which I thought was interesting, I will remain no more than a peddler in the marketplace. I will make love my greatest weapon, and no one on whom I can call shall defend themselves against its force. Now, the way in which he puts the words together is kind of interesting because he says that he's using love as a weapon. But when you think about being in this society in which we live, what better weapon is there than that to protect you from everything and anything that can come to confront you? So speaking from the heart of kindness, to me is speaking with love in your heart. That's me, and I love it. <laughs> you know, now that you now that you've um, mentioned um, that, that particular, well, you've quoted that particular part of the the book. I can I can think of like a few times where. I actually did this, and it, it's really <laughs> it has a it has a interesting neutralizing force. So I recalled, um, I'm not sure of how he was feeling, but a relative of mine, I had stayed when well, I was staying had been staying with him for a while, and uh, I recall feeling that. You know, it was the energy of, of, I guess, nitpicking or being picked on. Um, and, you know, and I, I don't know what his mental state was or what have you. Um, I, I'm really of the mindset that um, the energy of teasing may not necessarily be the most uh, high vibrational uh, act that a person can have or can do. And anyway, he would, but he was in a sort of an interesting mood. And this wasn't really something that was, uh, that's what you would consider innate to his personality. And I recall saying to him after he was, uh, after he started talking to me, um, I said, you know, I love you, I bless you, I appreciate you, I thank God for you, and I know that wherever you are, God is. And <laughs> it was when I said that to him, it sort of stopped him in his tracks, and and it, he paused for a moment, and he said, thank you. And then, the, you know, whatever that was, it went, whatever that was, in his energy or in his presence um, or that was causing him to be that, it went away because it, it it's almost as if, you know, when a person is in that negative state, uh, they're not know, they don't know what to do with the energy of love when it comes at them at an unexpected moment. 
Um, another time that I could recall doing something like this was I was in, I was attending university, uh, Eastern Michigan, and the the guy that was in the elevator, um, he was, again, it was a situation where the person was um, making commenta- commentary about something that I was wearing or uh, and where I was wearing it. And, you know, at the moment, you know, at that moment, I wasn't really paying any attention to what he was saying. I mean, I realized that he was, I think he was trying to be provoking. And I just turned to him and I was like, you know, um, I went to your last program and where he had brought together like several several fraternities and sororities and he had them, you know, talk about their experience. And the thing about it was I really, really thought that the program was well put together. This is one of the things that the people who were like in, in leadership positions within the within the the in the dormitory had to do they they had certain responsibilities that they had to take care of in order to maintain their positions and i said i told him you know i really appreciate it i thought it was really really well put together and that i was going to recommend his program or recommend that he get received some type of award um, for the uh, assignment that was the assignment that was put forward for uh, that that I was responsible for because I was vice president and I got the opportunity to pick which programs I thought were interesting enough and and put in a proposal for it to win some type of award for the dorm and. Again, it was <laughs> whatever that energy was that he was operating or whatever space he was operating in, because he had a compliment come his way, um, it was as if it stopped him in his tracks. And, again, it was because it came from, you know, he what he was doing was not what you would consider the most loving experience. Uh, got neutralized. So it it can it can be um, disarming, and I think it's interesting that they use that Ogmandino said weapon, but if anything, it, it's it's disarming. It, it disarms the person, especially when they're operating in that space, because you never know exactly what is causing their irritation or whatever what headspace or mind space that they're in they may have you know they may have come out of an experience where they were they were being criticized or being or being um made fun of or whatever the case may be but it has the ability to neutralize the the energy and if yeah. you want to think of it yeah if you want to think of it as a weapon i think you know that's what that that part of his uh you know part of the book meant when it says that yeah, you could use I can understand that yes go ahead yeah cuz um 
I, I like it because later on he says, Yet my love will melt all hearts like unto the sun, whose rays soften the coldest clay. And when I think of that line, I reflect back on a time to where um, there was a comment made to someone and they reacted kind of harsh and the person turned around and looked at them and said, I wasn't expecting that kind of, that type of reaction from you. And that gave the person who reacted in a harsh manner a moment of reflection. And they were like, oh. And instead of biting back, which people are conditioned to do, we can train ourselves to speak from the heart of kindness because it will soften the coldest clay. It will do as you were saying. Um, it's, it's an amazing thing that this power of love has because I know that you can use it in such a manner to where you will just recognize that the love in and of itself will just encapsulate whatever negativity that's going on and protect you and the other individual. Okay. All righty. And I suppose, you know, and well, I, I know that I'm not a person who necessarily uh, gets any type of enjoyment out of um, arguments. And so I'm always looking for uh, a way to disarm the moment. Uh, disarm that that moment and and either really well I would say uh, in in essence it's more or less sort of getting to the heart of the matter because um, I will tell people that you know I'm I'm not really all that interested in arguing with you or whatever it is that they're feeling they're feeling defensive about um I will go ahead and and make mention and make mention of what my my true purpose or if I'm bringing something up what my true purpose is and sometimes a, a lot of times the the things that we are interested in sharing or if we share or um or what whatever story that they told themselves and when you speak to what it is that your true intent is and speak from a place of authenticity, that that can be a place of speaking with the heart of kindness, that understanding that what comes up before you may not necessarily be um, 
reflective of the person's true desire, uh, but that it that it is again they've told themselves a story. Um, I know that I've mentioned this before, but I I talked about the time when when um, the father of my my father of my children the you know wanted to kick the oldest one out and when i discovered what was causing the initial conflict um and i shared that with the ex the shared that with with uh, my ex and he goes and you know he was about to get defensive and i was you know and <laughs> When I shared with him, and and when I say, you know, speaking from the heart of kindness does not necessarily mean that you're necessarily giving um, or speaking or saying words that are loving. It's just being mindful and present. But when I went to him and I explained to him the reason why he was getting the type of reaction that he was getting out of our son, uh, and he started getting defensive, and I was like, you know, I'm not really giving you the charge, but you did ask the question. Uh, you did ask the question, and here's the answer. So, you know, um, when we when we talked a little bit further, um, I had to remind him that the type of, you know, the type of uh, – response that he would get it from an adult he's not going to get from his son because uh the his son was his son and his son is not going to talk to him the way an adult would about if they had an issue with him <laughs> but even even in that um even with in in that in operating out of the space that we were um me and king were operating out of uh, at that time it was to bring harmony to a situation so not only speaking but operating out of the heart space with creating more harmony with that being the intention um and uh one of the the end results of that is that we are, you know, I talked to my oldest son and he's saying that things are going fine and that there is there is less conflict than there had been prior to that. So do you have any examples, King, of, of, of an opportunity or a chance or an opportunity that you had to that where something like this took place? all the time um i i find that we as a people are more prone to be on the defense than to live in a space of love or in the heart of kindness because we are so ready to defend ourselves, so ready to feel as though there is an attack. And when you take the opportunity to live in this space, you will find yourself being a new creature. 
one of the other lines says that I will look on all things with love and I will be born again. Let that resonate in your spirit. I will look on all things with love and I will be born again. So whenever an offense occurs, look on it with love and try to identify the heart of kindness at the same time. Because you can look on it with love, but not having the heart of kindness, you can still have a response that does not exemplify kindness. And I remember an experience where <laughs> there was my most difficult of friends was a coworker um, who has since transitioned into the next life. And he left a very interesting impression on many people. Most people, that impression was negative. But for some reason, this guy was an integral part of my life's experience. Um, his name was Dave. And Dave was such a difficult person to work with when he became the supervisor in the area in which I was working, everybody transferred to leave. <laughs> Except myself. <laughs> and I was able to see him from a different light because I look at all things with love. And it's important to do that because of the power that love has. But when you don't use the heart of kindness, you can easily veer into a different place. So there was a situation where we was going to work on uh, an assignment, and the equipment we were using was relatively loud, but Dave was not thinking that he has to speak louder than the equipment he was riding as he was talking to the person that was beside him. So as I was several yards ahead of them, I could hear everything Dave was saying. And Dave was talking about me to a new employee of which he was saying how I was slow and I don't move fast and all sorts of things that I'm saying to myself, this guy must be nuts <laughs> because <laughs> he's like talking about me in front of my face, but he doesn't even know I hear every word he's saying because he's thinking that the machine is drowning out the noise where in actuality the machine enhance their voices because of the distance I was. So I can clearly hear the difference in the voices and the machine. Although the machine could be drowning out what they're saying amongst them, that's why he has to speak up. So I'm sitting up there tripping 
because I'm like, I can't even believe this. So when we got to the location, I went over to Dave, and I said, uh, Dave, I just want you to know that everything you just shared with him, I heard it all. And we need to talk. <laughs> and I walked away and I did what I and handled the work that we needed to do. Because there was no reason to blow up or make a scene. Why? Because I knew that person already knew my personality. And this is a person that also transferred away from there as well because of Dave. But that's the way in which Dave's personality kind of irritates people. Um, But what I discovered is when you operate in this space, you develop a control that comes about because you regain control just by using the power that love possesses. And people don't even recognize it. It is such an amazing gift to where, to many, it's a secret. And people will not even recognize it. They have no idea. Because when you use this secret, it will change not only your life, but the life of others in which you are encountering. And you will see that it will reborn your own life. You will be born again. You will see things from, it's almost like putting on glasses, rose-colored glasses. And that doesn't change what's happening. It just changed the way what's happening looks. <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm going to give uh, another example of when I felt that I operated in this space. <laughs> All right, so this is a story that's a while from this uh, that's a little old. My husband has heard it a few times. Um, Regardless of however you may feel about the current man who's in the White House, uh, he definitely stirs up very strong emotions. And I will say that even before he got into office, I I made it my business to do what I could do to – well, I I made it my business to make sure I got to the polls. because I saw what he represented, and I saw that rabbit hole, and I saw what you know what we're experiencing now. I already saw that. But even if a person actually enters my space who who supports him, you know, I don't. I'm not in that place of of finding fault with them for their decision. I I just I disagree with it. You know, and I and I have no problem with telling people that I disagree with it, 
but I, I don't feel the need to get angry about it. And I know that that, you know, his his energy tends to uh, bring people to uh, anger and excitement and has caused a great deal of division amongst uh, people who at one time may have gotten along well with one another. But um, a gentleman, you know, God, God, you know, uh, I do driving from time to time. He got in my car, and he, you know, this was the day after after he became president-elect. And the gentleman was telling me that, you know, he he voted for voted for him, but he didn't expect him to win. <laughs> and my response was was that well, you know, no, I, I wasn't surprised that he won because, and I says, you know, just from the fact that this country hasn't really dealt with all of its issues, that that those things simply come up and they come up to be addressed and to be healed. And that until the United States dealt with its history, that, you know, that that this stuff would continue to be what it is. Well, anyway, he was like, he was like, if you knew that, you you certainly have like a crystal ball or something because I didn't see that coming. Anyway, um, I, I said that that on the larger scale that I felt that that he represents what we haven't dealt with, as, uh, dealt with especially in terms of race. And it, we had had an exchange, and, and, and generally, you don't know, when uh, a person of color brings up race, I think that a lot of uh, some white people or some people who are, um, yeah, some white people get exhausted with that conversation but I recall just saying, you know, because because of that, we're we're dealing with him, and that, and that, you know, when you thought about it, and this is another way to actually speak from the heart of kindness to, like, you know, you know, if what, what I asked him really, what was his spiritual bent? Where, what did he, you know, I didn't go into whether or not he was a Christian or what have you, but whatever it is that you believe in. And he's like, well, you know, he he was Catholic and, you know, uh, and I was like, okay. I said, well, you know, if if God is responsible for creating everything and everyone and that creator, that force that, that operates uh, through all of us, that that this force that that God has painted all of these people different different shades and different colors and seems to absolutely delight in this this multiplicity of differentness between all of us that if that force had no problem with it and created it and put it all, put all of us here together on this planet, then what is our problem? <laughs> and it you know the question in and of itself kind of like like well that's a that's a really oversimplified way of thinking about it and then he thought about it for for a minute and he was like 
but 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 then again, maybe it's really just simple. So I don't know where he, uh, you know, I don't, I know what he told me about his reason for supporting Trump, but I suppose there's a part of me that just simply, that simply of the mindset that a person who who voted for him has some tendencies and leanings towards um, a white nationalism. And, you know, that mindset is about looking at the at everybody else as the other. And that form of separation is destructive. Um, but even still, <laughs> even still, you know, being in a place of of asking questions about a certain mindset, um, um, asking questions about a certain mindset, or or bringing it bringing in a larger vision, because that I I tend to operate in that space of larger vision anyway, but bringing in the larger vision of creation in and of itself, like all we have to do is just really observe our world to see what it is that infinite intelligence is creating. So another example was shared with with us this last Sunday when we went to church and the minister, the, the minister that we went to see said that <laughs> he he was having a conference uh, a conference with a, a bunch of other ministers who are of that particular faith, and um, one of the other ministers has said that you know that she saw his blackness as a condition, you know, or his brown skin as a condition, and that since it was a condition, it could be his color could be prayed away. <laughs> Or it could be, you know, the, their definition, the way they explain prayer, is, they call it a spiritual mind treatment. So a mind treatment could be utilized into praying away the brownness of his skin because it's a condition. I have to say that 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 it it was it's. You know, let's just put it this way. It is my my thought that that type of stuff comes up or our biases are brought up so that we could look at them and address them. So (laughs) the minister, I think that I think that he did the best with the energy that he had at that moment. Um, But he said he said to her after he got himself into control. He said to her, so let me ask you something. Since you uh, were born female, what if we did a spiritual mind treatment so that you can be changed into a male? What do you think about that? Because, you know, because what you are as a woman is a condition and it needs to be corrected. And and when her response was, 
something akin to, well, that's different. And he started giving, I think, some giving her some other uh, other um, analogies or of of things that are innate about a person that that can be changed um, because it's a condition. Um, I suppose <laughs> he said that at the end of the at the end of that that exchange that the person said thank you. She did not apologize, and she had not heard from he had had not heard from her since, and previously that she would call on a weekly basis. But even in, you know, uh, there may have been some charge, and may some be a, he, she may have sensed the charge and the heat from that. But you know, the, I think that a lot of times that our biases are get checked, and even with when we have what I would consider a low vibrational bias. Uh, It needs to be brought into check. But I think that he did as well as he could from the place that he was operating at at that time because he had to to really rein in his anger in order to speak to that experience. And and one of the things that I, I think that if if he was he will say is that that's something that he has to work with quite often. Um, you have anything to add, honey? Well, um, I just want to add that one of the things he Augmandino says in his book. Um, the greatest salesman in the world. He says, love is also his shield to repulse the arrows of hate and the spears of anger. And I thought that was very interesting. When you develop the foundation that is necessary in order to speak from the heart of kindness, that foundation has to be love. And you have to learn to love yourself as well. For in loving yourself, you will not allow your mind to be attracted to evil and despair, but rather uplift it with knowledge and wisdom and feed it with meditation and prayer. Let me say that again. When you develop the foundation that is necessary to speak from the heart of kindness, that foundation has to be love because love is the shield to repulse the arrows of hate and the spears of anger. And in so doing, you will in turn open the hearts of those who makes such a presentation. And in so doing, when you open their heart and you 
pour into it your love? How can they resist? How can they say no to your goods when they feel your love? So it has to be genuine. But your love can only be genuine when you learn to love yourself. And you have to love yourself first by never allowing your mind to be attracted to evil and despair, but rather lift your mind, transform your mind, renew your mind with knowledge and the wisdom of the ages and feed it with meditation and prayer. Okay. All right. Well, you know, I think that we have I, – I, I'm ready to conclude. Is there anything you want to share before we get off the air? With love, I give to you, my dear, because you make me feel so brand new. <laughs> <sighs> And as well, my audience, our audience, is always the inspiration of which we pour our love, for we love you as well. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you you very much. All right. So we're going to go ahead and close out, but family, um, I give thanks for you joining us. And if you feel that anything that we have to share um, brought you any type of enlightenment, um, please feel free to share our podcast with others. This is the Divine Inspiration Network. And just know that we love you. We bless you. We appreciate you. We thank God for you. And we know that wherever you are, God is.
a young boy Used to hear the people say Power to the people But we them people nowadays We ain't never giving up Now we got our hands up We can't breathe Cause they hearts ain't big enough All we need is just us Hate got you guessing War is the answer But really what's the question Money got us resting Fear got us lexing Phones got us down. Now we lose connection Please stand by it takes you and I to keep the hope alive Cause we're living in a time where you're fighting to survive And all we need is love All the we Regardless, situation global, we're like in a robo, swimming up the river, so I can deliver, message to the masses, no matter your status, nothing's ever over, we believe in second chances, many people dying, government's a lion, stand for our rights, and please no more violence, start with the kindness, together we united, when we are one, nothing can divide us. Oh, we are. 